This is the Bear Country Outdoors Barely a Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Joyce, and with me is James Forslund and Chris Cantrell. Thanks for joining. So here we are. We're finally back doing the podcast. It's been a minute, Mm -hmm. and we'd like to start off about talking about the opener for bear season just finally opened. It's what, August 2nd? It started yesterday. And we're hoping that everyone gets out there and puts the hammer down on these bears because we know that the predator problem here in Washington is uh, starting to show its face. Yep. And we're going to take it over to Jim and let us uh, lead into a little bit about the cats that he's been having problems with. Oh, yeah. So today we're going to talk a lot about big cats mm-hmm. and carnivore stuff in general. Mm-hmm. And we thought it'd be appropriate to do a a cat conversation considering that there was just a petition that was brought forward um, to make a year-round mountain lion season in units that do not fill quota. So it's not just like across the board. We want year-round mountain lion. Like obviously there's still a quota for units Mm -hmm. and the units that get their quota filled will just shut down at whenever, whenever they're done or after the normal season. Right. This petition is to allow a maximum season to try to fill the quotas that never get filled. So like Western Washington units, there's there's some in the eastern sections that don't get filled either. Some quotas are too low, in my opinion, in in a lot of the eastern. Right. I mean, we'll be honest, like I'd say half of the units are too low to begin with. Yeah, because no one honestly here in the state of Washington, because you can't hound hunt. It's really hard to hunt cats. It's literally you got to call for them or it's just a matter of luck if you see one. Right. So maximizing time in the woods would be the only possible thing. that Pretty could much. Yeah. That and, and educating people on how to hunt mountain lions more successfully without using hounds. Right. So I did see the other day. So we, we posted something on our on our social media platforms about this petition that was brought forward. In, in support of it. Mm-hmm. And there was a fella on there. Uh, I, th- I want to say he was from Oregon or something. And he was telling me, we kill, his group kills two to three mountain lions a year. And I was just like, without without dogs and not using calls and stuff. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, that's that's interesting. That's kind of an eye opener right. to me. And know. I was like, how, well, what do you like? What I was like, I was very intrigued. And I was like, well, right. what kind of tactics are you using? Like, he's like, well, uh-huh. Basically, we we drive around when on a fresh snow, and we'll drive around all night if it takes it, and staying up all night driving roads looking for tracks. And when we cut a really fresh set of tracks, then we'll we'll start tracking them, and we'll track all day long until dark if we have to, chasing these cats as fast as they can, <laughs> tracking them. <laughs> so they're literally trying to track these cats like yeah. dogs are, like dogs, yes, but. But they're men. They're men. Yeah. Yeah. But Without they're they're the actually doing it. Yeah. They're, like, re- they're real men. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It takes a man to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. He said something on his page like like we go until our bl- our legs feel like jello and our lungs are burning and I'm just like dude that's a level of yeah. commitment there. So that's some hardcore shit right there, guys. Mm-hmm. For those for those of you who are out there that are in really good shape that want to try to get a cat. Uh, I'd, I'd say try it. Give it I, a go. 
get, let us know how it turns out. We'd love to hear if that. Bring, bring a tent and a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? And a and a uh, get ready to sleep in your car. Some sort of emergency satellite spot system or something. <laughs> you know? Just, just, just go. I waited 23 miles into the wilderness yeah. and got lost at dark. I'm stuck. Yeah. yeah. I'm lost. Yeah. I mean, don't I'd, do that, guys. I'd be willing to try it if I had the right circumstances and a and a partner that I knew I could count on. Yeah. With me, but I don't I don't think I'd be doing that solo that long and that deep. Like if I knew where I was mm. and I knew I was like close enough to a road. I mean, cats are smart too. Like you get on a they you kill can, dogs. You, you all could the time. get on a cat real easily, and then next thing you know, that cat's following you. Right. Uh, up We're on its top own, of you. Yeah. Yeah. Up the same I mean, trail. And speaking of like cougar attacks, that was just this week. Uh, Eight year old girl was attacked by a mountain lion up in the Olympic. I think it was in the Olympic National Forest, wasn't it? And that is a perfect tie in. Segway. Here we go, Stephen Ranella. There we go. To uh, to our Washington State Fish and Game Council trying to push forward this new oh yeah plan to get rid of all predator hunting. Yep. So large oh, carnivore. Boy. Large carnivores, yes. Mm-hmm. The cute, cuddly, anthropomorphic little bears and little kitty cats. Some little kitty cats. That eat little kids. It's not a big deal. But we should end all hunting in Washington State and just let it figure itself out because that's the way things work um <laughs> it might work out as good as the uh, homeless population i don't know if you guys so. can uh capture the sarcasm that we got it's going on thick. here it's, it's very thick very here. thick guys so um just to touch on that i'm gonna put my readers on here so there's this if you look on the um fishing game website uh they have a uh a pdf of sorts a brochure if mm-hmm. you would like to say uh, unfortunately, it's from 2018, and it's from the uh, Western Wildlife Outreach, which was uh, the group that Lauren Smith was a part of. So you can guess which way they lean on hunting. So shame on you, fishing game. Yeah, um, we're not a fan of the Western Wildlife Outreach, but they said uh, you are a thousand times more likely uh, to get struck by lightning than attacked by a cougar. Hmm. That's in, in Washington. Yeah. I now, disagree. Now, funny story. I Googled it because I have the power of the internet in my hand mm-hmm. and, uh, and I looked up some data and they have like a lightning strike deaths, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. national, national across the board. And there was like, I, don't know, I think three, maybe four States and all of the States that in the last 15 years did not have a recorded death by lightning strikes. Guess which was one of them. Washington. Yeah, big shocker. Hmm. No, Guess how many you know? little kids got attacked here in the last couple of weeks? And like we get cougar attacks are happening more and more. Yeah. And uh, black bear attacks are happening more and more. But we should ban the hunting of them because that will fix the problem because right. then more people will get eaten and killed. Mm. So that's yeah. the logic behind this. See, the, the problem is with a lot of this. Garbage. Our game commission. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, they are the problem. <laughs> But the problem with the logic behind it is that. <laughs> sorry. Straight, I'm sorry. It was straight to the point. The game commission is just totally blowing yep, it, guys. It's a problem. It's Inslee, too. And it, we should throw a Trudeau, Trudeau under oh, the bus. Yeah. Too. And Bob Ferguson. Yep, Let's Bob just Ferguson. get it all out of the way. Anyone else you want to throw under the bus? Golly, right off the bat? No, uh, back to what I was saying here. <laughs> so, part of the problem is that people 
these these groups, these anti-hunting groups, and people in this mindset do not value human life as much as they value wildlife. And that's true, 100%. And that's where there's a major breakdown because what's happening is these people look at this as a statistic. How many people can be killed and have it be okay? So is it one? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it's, it 100? It's zero. It's, it's in For my us, opinion, it's, it's zero. zero. It's zero. So, well, it's funny because you say that. It's like how many people can be killed, but like if it is gun-related... Oh man, oh, it's yeah. the end of the world, guys. Right. But no, if it's animal related, it's, it's like, the people's oh, just, problem. And then and then it's and this is where I have a problem with Western wildlife out, outreach is they they place blame not on the fact that we haven't hound hunted cats in decades now. And mm-hmm. as time has gone on, these cats have they have their own little social structure mm-hmm. and they're teaching them you know from a young age like stay away from humans stay away from humans stay away from humans and mm-hmm. as the separation happens it's kind of like our society how we just downgrade everything right. yeah. the cats get dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber or smarter and smarter depending on how you look at it right and they do not have that fear of humans like they used to Back in the nineties, no, when we were they were getting chased by humans with dogs all the time, right? right? Yeah, that's so, like the, it's like the cat and dog thing. It's they have no fear, period, right. at all. So I think that that's a that's a big problem. And what the Western or yeah, it's the Western Wildlife Outreach likes to do is say, oh, it's not the cat's fault. We're it's because we're in its environment yeah. that it's doing these things. And and while some of that is true. And we obviously our our footprint is getting bigger and bigger on wild places, and we're losing, you know, yes. we're losing some of our yes, but yes, but 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 I can guarantee you places like how how many how many mountain lion tacks have you seen in Idaho or Montana this year? To the best of my knowledge, I haven't seen any zero. Yeah, I'll tell I've you, I've zero. been I've been out in the woods like hunting for. 20 plus years and i have never had a mountain lion encounter mm. you know how many so where i hunt I've so had, yeah. I've had quite i know a few. you've had quite a few <laughs> yeah i know you've had some yeah but that just goes to show that you just don't have a lot no you don't have you a lot. don't have a lot but, but they're becoming more and more and more, and more active because you hear a lot more about all these cats that are just coming out of nowhere yeah right? the attacks you know which you don't hear like james was just saying like they, it's a learned behavior, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when 100%. you can't when you can't hunt something, over the years it's a learned behavior. So where I hunt in Montana, which you will not hear, but if you dig deep enough in the internet, there was when I the last year I hunted there a year or two ago, there was four people got attacked by grizzly bears, and I think three of them were killed. Right. And you don't hear about any, and that was just was, while I was hunting there. There was just another one in Montana just this last week, wasn't? And you it? never yeah. hear about that stuff mm-hmm. ever, ever. Yeah. And like. So we went over, spoke with Randy, same thing. He's just like, oh, yeah, you guys want some grizzly bears? We'll give you some. And we're like, ah, actually, the 80s in Washington are already like packing them in because right. that's a great idea. You know what we should do is we should let grizzly bears loose in Seattle. 
and see <laughs> how much they like them because technically that is that's still their wild areas yeah that's yeah. their range so yeah, if you guys want to have grizzly bears put some in seattle take care yeah. of some of the homeless population get rid of some of the right? idiots down there there's like, plenty to eat down there that's yeah for sure you know i'm just you got saying a bunch of heroin needles and human shit yeah it'd be a bunch of hopped up grizzly bears you know it, it's it, would, a, it wouldn't be cocaine uh, grizzly bear no. it's, it's the same logic as you know as a, as a commissioner to push them why not you know if you're gonna put them in omac put them in seattle right you know yeah yeah. Go, if you go, well, we can't see him from our well, house. Well, and like the the point I was getting at with how many mountain lion attacks have you seen in Mo- Montana and Idaho is those states run with dogs. Those yeah. cats are conditioned to oh, stay yeah. away from people. Yes. And what you do see happening in places like Montana and Wyoming are grizzly bear attacks. And what, what are grizzly bears? Grizzly bears aren't hunted. They're yeah. federally protected yeah. still, which they should be de-enlisted by now. Yeah, they were. And then... And those bears have become more and more and more conditioned to humans yeah. and are getting ballsier and attacking people more. Yeah, it's like yeah. the cats here in Washington. It's like the it's like yeah, it's like reversed, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've had back to back to back years of mountain lion attacks on people mm-hmm. in Washington state. Yeah. A little girl just got mauled a couple of weeks ago. A little girl got torn to pieces and was lucky to be alive last yeah. year. And then the year before that, that was when the the guy got ripped off his mountain bike up there by uh, somewhere by Issaquah area yeah, and got eaten. Yeah. So, and it's not even just that it's just people seeing and running into mountain yep. lions and, in general. And if you look at the map, so there's on, on fish and wildlife, there's a map that shows cougar uh, problems or, or mountain lion problems. And they report by these little paw print things. Or right. Yeah. And it's just littered. The whole state is like, you know, livestock is another big thing pets disappearing like my neighbor just lost his dog to a mountain lion the same one that attacked my horse and ripped my horse's back open in my backyard yeah like it's becoming more and more of an issue midday i had one walking through here a couple different times yeah less than 100 yards from your house no no fear no fear of humans no in the middle of the day too right yeah 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 so my neighbors down below were on acreage here and you can hear his kids playing through the woods you can't see anything from my Mm -hmm. house but I, and I told him, I said, hey, just heads up, like, there's a cougar wandering around, and he has five kids. I'm like, it will eat your kids. And he's he's not a hunter. It's not his fault, but he doesn't realize, like, it's incredibly dangerous. Right. Incredibly mm-hmm. dangerous. It'll snatch a kid up like no, that. No problem. Two seconds. You know? Yep. So it's <sighs> the direction we're headed in Washington State is just it's a scary direction where they're trying to, like, why would you stop carnivore hunting first? And why would you stop any of the hunting unless, like, like let's say we went and wiped out all the deer. We have, like, almost 30,000 bears in the state. Let's say we went and shot 30,000 bears in one year, which will never, ever, ever happen. You couldn't. Mm-hmm. But then you'd be like, okay, pump the brakes, right? We don't have any bears left. That right. makes sense. Yeah. But we have all the bears. Right. And they're just shutting it down because we're, our commission's run by a bunch of idiots. So now here we are. Talking about, hey, we have this cougar problem, and what are they talking about? Shutting down cougar hunting, right? And yeah, sugar, and the down quotas are not even—they're not high. No, like, no, they're small quotas. Like for for like the three unit cluster up here, it's like it's like five, five cats. Well, I mean, if you see a lot of pictures of like you know game cameras, you see cougars literally like right up the ass of a deer. 
Yep. And they have no idea. That's how sneaky they are. And, and back so to the game cameras. Like, like you're, you're never going to see them. Well, yeah. well, we never see them because, like, I'm big and I'm loud and I'm stinky, right? But at the same time, like, I put a game camera out 50 yards from my house. Yeah. I see cougars all the time. Yeah. And so when James used to live up here, remember when Fish and Game came in? Because we had cougars coming in, multiple cougars, and killing llamas and goats all over here. And they trapped mm-hmm. three cats, I think, four cats, something like that, and killed them, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we, if, and that's within two square miles yeah. of my house. And then you're going to say, like, for 500 square miles here in this unit probably more than that mm-hmm. that we get five cats total like well if you're if we have to hire physically hire and pay fishing game to come in and pay for the traps and pay for their time and pay yeah. for some guy out and pay for the bullets to shoot these cats mm-hmm. like what the hell what's going on here fishing game you know because you don't ever see the data on that you don't see like hey mm-hmm. by the way we killed all these cats like they did after they canceled hunting in California. There's no yep. cougar hunting. They killed what 500 cats. Fishing game did. I think it was it was more than that. Yeah, like you don't you don't ever get to see that data. That's not for free, by the way. You no. know, like no, that's that's just it. that is directly out of the taxpayers' wallets. Yeah, but all these friggin' when it could be flipped with anti income hunting versus debt. Yeah, and the know, anti hunting people think like, oh hey. Big win for us. We canceled cat hunting. We saved all these cats. Like, no, you didn't. You're just paying fish and game to go kill them. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only difference. Yeah. Like, good for you. That's the only difference. That's literally the only difference. Because not that many cats get killed in the state by hunters anyway. No. They don't. Um, if Try they, if they yeah, were go ahead. Go ahead, only man. the game department was dealing with those problems and killing the cats, the same amount of cats is going to get killed. Yeah. Maybe even more. But <laughs> yeah. then, like, how many people go out, like, like, bear hunters and, and, and say deer and elk and everybody else who goes on hunt, like we're going to go across the state. We're going to spend money on gas. We're going to pay for lodging. We're paying for food. We're probably going to the bar, you know, and we're spending all this money to go on this cat hunt. Right. Mm-hmm. Unsuccessfully. Most of the time. Yeah. You know, but that's, you never see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, but that's money. That's money into our economy. You know, a lot of these local economies, and maybe we hire a guide here, maybe we, you know, whatever, maybe we pay for a lease, but we're spending all this money to do this stuff, and now they want to shut it down. And the thing is that, like, the the monetary value of hunting is not the tag, you know? Right. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you spend money to have your government-issued forest game department to go out there and kill the cats versus having people that are paying for these tags Mm -hmm. to go out there and literally put in the effort themselves right to take these cats out and utilizing the cats yeah utilizing utilizing it for for consumptive use for for food and for you know just for it's for money too because you know a lot of people are gonna travel to come hunt cats because they got no other opportunity. And so. most importantly, like we're hunters. Like in my like DNA, I had a really good talk with a guy who owns American Rifle Company. Uh, I think I told you a little bit about it. The guy is like light years beyond intelligent, and he's talking about helical strand DNAs and they're two and a half meters and this and all this nonsense. Anyways, he's like, there's certain things like in your DNA is just like who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in like. I have a hard time articulating certain feelings, right? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, like, what do you hunt? Like, I just, it's just in me. Like, it's, I just, it's something I need to do. Like, I need to go and hunt and 
kill my food and eat it and provide for my family and all this. Like, yeah, I could go to the grocery store and buy some cellophane crap, but I want to go hunt. I want to yeah. be in the mm-hmm. woods. Like, it's like good for my soul, you know, mm-hmm. to like climb a mountain. It's fulfilling. And, yeah, hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you're just gonna take that away from millions of people because it's our yeah. God-given right. Yeah, you know, I and agree. And we uh, we had this talk with Randy, like if you didn't. The difference between anti-hunters and hunters, this is a perfect example, is they don't like hunting, so they want to ban hunting, right? And, like, say, for instance, Doug or James or myself, like, say, for instance, like, like I don't like, I don't like, uh, I don't like Bud Light. I Guess what? I'm not going to go buy it and drink it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ban it, you know? Like, I don't like going to, uh, I don't like, well, now that I'm old, I'm not going to go like to the club in the middle <laughs> of the night. I'm not going to try and go ban clubs, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if there's something that I don't like. You're just not going to do it. Yeah, it's I hate not tofu. Gonna, I think it's disgusting. It's not going to be like, <laughs> but you don't see me ban it. Yeah, I'm not out front. Everyone else. Walmart know? with a petition saying, you got to ban tofu. This shit You're is like, disgusting. Don't, don't, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, we got to ban it. It's so gross. I don't like it. Right. And if I don't like it, no one should like it. Right. Like, that's the, and that's 110% the mindset. And that's what we're seeing in our Fish and Game Commission right now is because we're just, we got a couple of people in there that are just spoiling the pot. Mm-hmm. And we're just scratching our heads going, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. These people don't make any sense, period. I feel like <laughs> we're going down to just a really Oh, a big, yeah. We're yeah. going down a rabbit back, hole. Back to the cats. Back to the cats. Uh, yeah. So, Doug could, Doug could probably chime in with this, too. So, a perfect example, and that we're going to switch gears here from, from mountain lions attacking people to what, what kind of devastation mountain lions can have on ungulate populations in designated areas if they go out of control yeah so a perfect well, example i've is, heard i've heard quite a bit of ex- examples not only just seeing them in person you know yeah. i've heard you know people like tell me that wildlife biologists have been out there and doing research and they say that a cat is probably going to kill at least one deer or some sort of you know some other ungulate of that yeah, size. Of yeah. that size, at least once every three weeks. Right. Yeah, but it's and some some cats depend on the size. Some like, cats, but then I've also heard, since we have a lot of wolves running around Washington, that these wolves are following these cats around, and they're stealing their kills. Yep. Therefore, making the cats kill more mm-hmm. because they have to feed themselves because. Normally, a hunting cat is by itself, and a pack of wolves is therefore gonna, you know, mm-hmm. overwhelm a cat right. over a kill. Oh, 100%. And they just steal run it, it off of it. Yeah, yeah it's just gonna run so it off. So they follow them around. So they follow them around, yeah. steal their kill. Therefore, the wolves are getting easy kill, you know, easy food. And then the cat's going, and oh, I just killed a deer yesterday. Gonna... I have to kill another deer yeah. today. Yeah. Hope I got to kill a deer tomorrow. Yeah. And, and we've ran into that before, and it's. It's pretty devastating. I mean, they just jump right on them and they maul them to shit. Yeah. And if you want to see evidence of that, that was one of our. Was that our first fall bear vi- video? Yeah. 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 Uh, a couple of years ago, on it's on YouTube. Go check it out. There's a. We came across a deer that had just got killed in the road. Literally just got killed. The cougar was probably like I don't know, less than twenty yards off the road, and it was probably sitting there waiting for us to leave. 
Oh yeah, he was because. And when we went back there later that evening after we had hunted in that area, that deer was gone. Yep, pulled it off the road. Pulled it off the road. Now that ties in perfectly with the spring. This or oh, not the spring bear petition, the mountain lion petition for year round, or if you're not going to give us year round, at least give us August first, the day that bear hunting opens, should open mountain yeah, lion as well. The, yeah. the predator, the yeah, the predator hunting should start at the same we time. We could have killed that cat. Easy. Oh, 100%. Had, had it been open, and it opened two days after that. That's the yeah. unfortunate part. Two days after that. Yep. And then the following year, in that same area, Chris ran into three of them. Mm-hmm. Three days before season opened. Three days before the Gosh, season opened. You know? It's just... It's, and it's you know, wild and how that happens. Back to the like, fishing game, like hating predators and... well. Or loving predators, loving predators. loving predators, they're gonna hunting a predator. And, and this is a perfect example of loving something to death. By the way, because they will literally love everything to death, literally, because yep. it will all die. Um, I was sitting there watching a pack of coyotes on this farmer's field acro- across this draw. I mean, shit tons of coyotes yeah. running everywhere. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm talking like a, a big pack of coyotes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I sure would. Uh, so we're bear hunting, right? And I'm thinking like, I didn't. I didn't know the so these guys know all the farmers over there. I didn't know the farmers, but they were like seven hundred fifty yards, and I'm like, I, I I'll shoot the shit out of a coyote at seven fifty, no mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> and uh, I think I had I don't remember if I had the twenty nozzle or three hundred ultra mag with me, but anyways, I'm sitting there watching these coyotes. Like, man, I wish I knew that farmers feel. But if they come across this draw, you know, I'm, yeah, they're I'm gonna a, die. I'm gonna turn yep. them into coyote soup, you know? <laughs> yeah, because. I'm we're predator hunting. Period. Yep. Like I want to shoot a bear, but I will shoot all the coyotes. Yeah, yeah. And we've ran into those farmers before, and they're like, shoot them all. I wish I would. I wish I would. They're known. all cattle ranchers out there, and there's tons of free range cattle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a problem to them. So we're literally trying to help them out at the same time as we're trying to hunt. Yeah. So and I'm getting ready. To, I'm like, okay, if they come across this draw, I'm gonna. I'm going to wax me some coyotes. I'm sitting there and I'm watching. And all of a sudden I catch a little moon. I'm like, oh, those coyotes are coming. And I look down in those woods and all of a sudden I'm like, boy, that's a weird looking coyote. <laughs> and I'm like, that coyote's got like a four foot tail. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and it's a, a cat. It's a big cat. And I'm like, oh shit. And like, you have that, that, oh shit. Is season open? I'm like, I know, you know, like I know the game regs pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, oh no, season's not open. I'm like, man, I can't break the law. Shit, <laughs> you know, like you have that internal check real quick. Like, are you a bad guy? Hold on, damn it, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not yeah. a bad guy. I don't. I'm not seven. Damn it, I I'm not seven of the wildlife fish and game commissioners. I'm not a bad person, so <laughs> I don't pull the trigger. <laughs> and I sit there and I watch, and holy shit, here comes another freaking cat. Yeah. And I'm like, and these are big kids. They're like, if I would, if I had to guess, I would say they're like, they're not super young cats. They're like eighty to ninety pound cats. Yeah. I mean, they're, so it's, it was probably a female with really older cubs then, or or maybe they were just a group of smaller. I think maybe like cats. Yeah, like together. juvenile cats, but they were they were big. They were big. You know, they were yeah. like like I said, mm-hmm. like they weren't kittens. They were cats. No, yeah. they were you know like. They're full-blown cats. Well, I've seen all those videos of like cats running together in big groups. Yeah, you know, because like, they weren't small. Yeah. And I'm watching, and then, sure as shit, here comes the third one. And I'm like, three, and I mean, stem to stern, they're 
I don't know, seven plus feet, you know? Like, these are big cats. And then I'm sitting there, and then I'm thinking, like, all of a sudden I realize, like, I'm not a tough guy. And I'm like, oh, shit. I can't I can't shoot these things. And they're coming down the draw, and that draw winds up, and it comes right around the backside of me. And I'm thinking, like, dude, I'm shooting a bolt-action gun, and I don't run a bolt that fast, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I could shoot a cat, but if they really want to eat me, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. even though they're 80, 90-pound cats... And I'm a 270 to 280 pound guy, depending on how many donuts I eat. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Maybe if the season was open, it'd be a different story. Yeah, like, <laughs> season's open, lead. it would have been first cat pops out, Chris is bang. Oh yeah, yeah. bang, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, bang, you know? bang, bang. Yeah. You know, but then I'm like, oh shit, how do I sneak out of here? And like, obviously they, you know, like typically, typically they're not just going to go attack somebody but at the same time like you never they're know. wild animals right. like google wild animal attacks look up nature is metal on instagram you'll mm-hmm. see that like life is not sugar coated nope. mm-hmm. you know like animals k- kill people all the time and they kill shit all the time that's what they do if a predator is hungry it doesn't matter what it is yeah yep. they don't hop in their honda civic hybrid and go through the drive through at McDonald's and get the fake meat burger or whatever the frick that crap is. You know, they kill they kill stuff and eat it, right? Yeah, right. So it's it's uh it's exciting and terrifying to see one of those things in the woods and at the same time like the thought of being out in the woods and not being able to legally kill one, period across the board is yeah. like incredibly disheartening. And same thing with like black bears. Like I don't know if you uh follow Bear Country Outdoors um on the Instas. But there's a great story up right now. Oh, which one is that? The one you didn't you just post oh, that the the, the real Lorna? the real the, oh it's a real, real that he posted. oh no I haven't posted it yet oh it's, it's, it's it'll be out tomorrow so coming, by the time soon. you guys hear this it'll be on the internet oh it's a dandy it's a dandy let's just <laughs> yeah. say let's just you'll say. see you'll see the real before you uh you hear this there's, a, there's oh yeah for yeah. sure. How big? How how big do you think that calf is? Two hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, dude, easy. It's a huge yeah. calf. Yeah, it's it's like a steer, dude. Yeah, yeah. So if you're unless you're tougher than a two hundred fifty pound cow, which you're not, by the way, uh, I'm not. Yeah, it's um, probably more like three four hundo, dude. It was big. It was big, and this yeah. bear oh, just grabs it and just boop after it ripping its guts out. And, oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> nature is metal. <laughs> it really is. Nature is a metal. It's actually for all the pages that I follow, that one is probably one of the most interesting pages. Like we kind of have like a policy, like if you don't follow us, we, we usually don't follow you back, right? On on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the pages like I can't give it up because I'm like, dude, there's so much random, raw, nasty, like kind of co- like interesting, but kind of cringeworthy it's, stuff. It's very like, uh, yeah. I remember Joe Rogan talking about it. And I was like, oh, Joe, you know, I can, you know, like, because me and Joe are tight, we're real tight on the Instagram. <laughs> Super tight. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, and I watch it and I'm like, this is how soft I am. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then you look at another video and you're like, oh, 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 wow. Yeah. And then you look at another one, and you're like, "Oh Jesus, I gotta, it's, it's gonna ruin my day. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> tone this down a little bit, right? Like, oh boy, some, yeah, some. When you when you see it blurred out, you're like, okay, this one's not gonna be a good one because it is. It's like it's it's real life and real right. life it just is, goes to show that you just can't give any mercy to those animals. Not not when you're thinking about predator hunting. So we, I don't want to give away too much of our up and coming film that we're that we're working on right now but there's there's some talk in that film about predators in general right yeah and why it is different in people's perspective 
of shooting and killing a predator versus a deer or a duck or a pheasant or any other game species that people think, oh, that's just like a, tr- a traditional right. yeah. game species, yeah. right? Why, why is it that a bear or a mountain lion is so much more taboo? What, yeah. it, what is it that triggers people's brains to go, nope, that's not okay. But it's okay to shoot a deer or an elk or a pheasant or a duck or whatever. Uh, even that is just uh, I feel like the perception of eating a predator has always just not been the same until yeah. now. I so feel like it may, it, is it simply more, that? Like I don't know. It, I feel like my um, my perception has kind of been that way, you know, for the longest time, you know, because never no one ever really right was a bear hunter to eat meat you right know, back in the day well they no they did it back in the day i mean they definitely hunted them but back there was in the a day, period of time so not. back okay you guys want to get into the history of it all. <laughs> here we go so here we go back in the early early days of settling and stuff bear meat was considered a delicacy hmm. and so was mountain lion meat in fact mountain lion was the most sought after like wild game meat that there was but somewhere along the line Somewhere in the, like, I would say probably the 30s or 40s or 50s when they went on the predator killing spree and they wiped out all the wolves and they wiped out grizzly bears and they wiped, they got rid of all the predators. Somewhere in that time period, there was a shift of people not wanting to eat predators as at much. As, yeah, it, pretty much at all. Yeah. And that kind of ruined it for a long time. Of, and I think that is what kind of really distorted the perception of hunting predators mm-hmm. um that's just my opinion i mean if if you have another opinion go ahead and leave a comment and yeah we'll uh we'll go back and forth about it but i think a lot of it's uh television back in the day but you know pre-internet like they anthropomorphize the crap out of like bears especially mm-hmm. you yeah know? but it's like they're always this big lovable soft cuddly you know and then not only that, it's always like the the big bag big bag hunter, you know, and and then we go out and we're hunting these poor things, and they always have like a cub or you know like a little like how cute is a freaking cougar kitten, you know, like right. they're cute as shit. Well, the problem is, is you know, everything is cute when it's little, you know, and then it grows up and then it you know eats your kid, yeah, you know? right. I'm yep. not I'm not saying they're all going to grow up and eat your kid, but they got. The potential to grow up and eat your kid you mm-hmm. know and same with bears so i think uh i don't know i don't know what's going to happen with a lot of that stuff but i think that there's a lot of mixed feelings about it and i think a lot of people that have never been in the woods and hunted them don't you just can't understand if you've never done it you don't understand no. you know like it's like well you know. a perfect example of that is i saw a video a couple days ago of a cougar walking right into someone's campground and they're standing out there and they're videotaping it. And they, they're, this guy's yelling over to him, are you guys okay? And the lady's like, and the cougar's from here to the wall. It's, it's, it's less than 10 yards. Okay. And it's just walking right mm-hmm. next to him. It's kind of got a very agitated kind of walk to it. And it's, it's kind of like looking over at him and they're just standing there, like walking up to it with their phones. And the, the guy's like, are you okay? And she's like, oh yeah, we're Okay. And they're just like videotape it. And I'm like, people are so dumb. People just do not grasp the concept of danger. A mountain lion that's willing to walk mm-hmm. into your campsite and be in close proximity yeah. with you in daylight yeah. is not right. 
Like think about a and couple. And that is those, a danger. Those are the same people that are in Yellowstone and walk up to right, bison, right? exactly, oh, or grizzly bears, or yeah, they just a, get yeah. <laughs> great segue. Yeah, so hundred percent. Uh, two weeks ago, I'm taking my family down to Arizona. Where my wife goes, hey, let's go to the Grand Canyon. It sounds great. So we're driving through. We're doing the South Rim. We're going through. It's starting to get dark. Like, hey, honey, come on. Let's hop in. We're going to go down to Flagstaff, get a hotel, something like that. So we get in. And it's probably like, it's about dusk. And I and, I, and it's, it's me and my wife, my daughter. My daughter's eight. She's sitting in the back. And I go, hey, honey, it's the witching hour. And she goes, dad, what does that mean? Is there going to be witches? I'm like, no, that means like... <laughs> <laughs> These are when the critters are going to come out. Keep your eyes peeled. We could see some elk or some deer or something. It's really cool, right? And she goes, okay, Dad, I'm looking. And we're uh, we're driving through. And there's all these cars kind of like kind of half parked in the road because there's pull-offs where you can see everywhere. Yeah, but we're in the right. we're in the woods now, and I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell are all these cars doing over? And I'm t- kind of driving around. I'm paying attention. We're not going very fast. And my daughter goes, Daddy, what's that? And I look over, and I'm like, what is that? And I kind of like – I see all these – I'm just I'm just stating facts here. These giant rotund, I think they're women. I'm not going to assume their gender, <laughs> but like three fifty plus subs, <laughs> sub five and a half foot women standing there with the cell phones out, and I can barely see through them. And I look, and I can see some brown. I'm like, what are they? Oh my god! And there is a gigantic bull elk, seven eight yards away. Wow! Eating, feeding, right? Yeah. And they're just walking up to and it there's with like their cell phones. There's like 10 people videotaping this elk from 10 yards and under. Right. And wow. I'm just like, and I drive through and I literally, I look back at my daughter and she looks at me and I go, dumb ways to die. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean, dad? And I'm like, that elk is 800 pounds and it will stomp those ladies to death. And yep. they are not in a physical position to get away from these elk. There no. is no way they're getting away, yeah. right? And then I'm just, and I keep thinking about that and I'm driving through and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe those ladies are just, they're so dumb. Yeah. They're just so dumb. They're so just oblivious and ignorant, you know? And so we're driving through and next thing you know, the car in front of me locks up the brakes and here comes a little calf goes, you know, screaming across the road. And I go, oh honey, there's an elk. This is so cool. And we see some more elk. And I'm like, man, we might like see some more elk. And so we drive past. And as soon as, as soon as we get past, that car pulls over like off the side of the road mm-hmm. to get out and take pictures of this cow and calf. And I'm like, this lady is definitely getting stomped to shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's walked up to like, Yeah, especially the cow with the calf. Yeah, yes. and I'm just they, like, these they, pe- that ain't going to care. So dumb, you know? And then, by the way, we saw I saw like a herd of five bachelor bulls when we were driving out. Just yeah. sma- absolute smashers, oh, by the absolute way. Absolute smashers. Oh, just, Arizona, I'm talking Arizona's like. Arizona's got some massive bulls. Dude, yeah, just dude. big velvety giant. Huge oh, they were so big. They were so big. 100%. But, you know, that ties into the people just, they just don't know. And you see it all the time. Like the people in like Yellowstone, are like, oh my God, I can't believe that lady. Well, there's got... a whole page dedicated to Yellowstone attacks of pe- yeah. dumb people getting attacked <laughs> by animals. And, you know, good. Yeah. Because if you're that dumb to you think you can go out with like a, a, a grizzly bear or, you know, a bison or an elk or whatever, like these are wild. It's not a zoo, it's a, they're wild animals. Like, Mm-hmm. If you get the shit stomped out of you, guess what? You deserve. It's called, you know, karma. Yeah, like Dar- yeah, Darwin. Hundred percent. Full yeah. of full effect, right? And the funny thing is, is not only is 
are you unsafe? But your car is unsafe too, because I've literally seen bison come up to vehicles and literally just start rubbing on them. Oh yeah. And just start rubbing the piss out of them, you know? And I would say, I would say with a fair amount of certainty that there's zero hunters doing that. Not a single one. No. They're not going to get out of their cars and go walk up to a a bull elk to like five yards and try to take a picture with your cell phone. Like I tell, like maybe if I was trying to get a divorce, I'd be like, hey, honey, come here, come get out of the car and come take a picture of this. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, but that's about it. Like it doesn't, it's just, yeah, it just blows my mind. But anyways, uh, we did get a bunch of questions. Yeah. Should we shift uh, momentum here? We talked about cats for a while. Yeah. And, uh, we, we said we were going to do a Q&A section tonight, so I'm going to rattle off some questions, and then we'll talk about them, and we'll just move on to the next one. Yeah. And we, we have the giveaway, right? Oh, yes. We, we can announce that right now if we want. Yeah, mid, mid, Chris, do uh, you want to announce that giveaway? Yeah, yeah. So we have a, we have a giveaway. Um, we, had a, we had a couple of uh, um, hats that, um, that we didn't steal here from, <laughs> from Tamarack, so they gave us some, they're uh, like a kind of a camel hunter orange. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a nice breakup. You know, I don't like a solid orange hat. No. Uh, or solid orange vest or anything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty nice pretty nice little hat. You know, when, when you're hunting uh, uh, modern here in Washington, you got to wear some hunter orange. And if you're in your state, wherever you're at, and you got to hunt modern, I'm guessing you got to wear hunter orange. So, anyways, we're going to give that away. And we have, next to Doug there, a, uh, a beautiful Black Rifle coffee cup. We're big, big fans of Black Rebel Coffee. It's a, a nice insulated mug. It's a big fridge. It's not a Yeti, but it's yeah. a big fridge. Yeah. It's mm. just as nice as a Yeti mug. Yeah. But super nice. Keep your drinks cold or hot. And uh and how how are we gonna how are we gonna win these things? Um just leave a comment. Yeah. Leave a comment on our uh on the YouTube YouTubes? channel. On the YouTubes. On the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to the YouTubes. Um like and subscribe. Hit the hit the smash that subscribe button. Yeah. <laughs> smash. Yeah. We're we're made so so just so you folks are are clear with our position here is we make zero dollars. So yeah. zero dollars, by the way. In fact I make negative if, dollars. Negative, we're an informative we're na- group. Yeah, guys. we're very we do this for fun, basically. Yeah. Um it, there are some perks to it, like we get some some free gear and, and this and that, and we get to meet some which really we give cool away people. to you guys. <laughs> we're into we're in this <laughs> stuff for the for the people and for the experience. One hundred percent people and experience because I just like the people you get to meet. Um, mm-hmm. We had like this morning, James and I had a fantastic conversation with some folks at Loophole, and those of you who know me know how big of a Loophole fan I am, and uh, it was a really like. I don't know, like, you know, the older you get and the more things you've done, you've been around the world and seen all the stuff, mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to get excited or, like, right. I'm not going to say happy, you know, because, like, I, I mean, I have an incredible life and a beautiful family and the whole deal, but, like, it was, like, I was really excited, you know? Right. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like, because I, I really like that company. And same same thing with, like, Black Rifle and mm-hmm. Montana Knife Company. And... uh we get to travel and do really cool stuff, and we get to go on cool trips. And oh, yeah. Yeah. We get to do stuff that we normally wouldn't do, you know? it Stuff like that makes it worthwhile. Like, you know, did I hemorrhage a massive amount of money so far this year? 
Like, uh, yeah, most of you guys would be divorced right now. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'd be broke. It's all for the, it's all for the cause. Yeah. Yeah. Three, so, three bears in, in uh, spring season when we don't have a spring oh season in Washington. Man, dude, it's so good. And just wait, we got another video coming out for the, the oh, spring season. Yeah. It's we just, real uh, good. We just did a, did a viewing and speak, oh, yeah. speaking of, be out soon. we're going to do a little thing. I think we decided. We don't know how we're going to set it up yet, but so Doug was just finishing uh, the uh, our Quinault Spring Bear. So it was, if you haven't been under a rock, you would know that uh, we don't have a spring bear season in Washington State. So I went and paid to play at the Quinault Indian Reservation, which was totally worth it. It was a great mm-hmm. hunt. Uh, Doug awesome. videotaped and put it together. So we're going to do a, a VIP screening. So behind this wall here, we have uh, a 10-seat theater and there's three of us so i guess there'll be seven of you guys how are we going to do that we don't know yet mm-hmm. but we are going to do a vip screening oh we could probably fit in a couple more too we could probably fit in yeah just someone has to sit on the floor <laughs> there's there's a little bit of standing room maybe oh, yeah. some crisscross applesauce room right you know, yeah. maybe, you never know maybe maybe if you're cute you sit on my lap maybe 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 you leave a <laughs> <laughs> maybe leave a comment about how you think that you should be involved in our viewing thing yeah yeah so anyways let's let's transition here so <laughs> so we're gonna move on to some, some q a from the from the listeners and from uh some of our and and to followers to here. preface this real quick james would not let doug or I, myself know what the questions were so if no i didn't there's some good ones in here too. If I sound like an idiot, so usual. I'm going to start at the top <laughs> and I'm going to work my way down. So this one says, "Okay, hold there on." There must a be a lot of them. There, there really is quite a few. Thanks, internets. I'm going to start Thanks, out. Guys. I'm going to start out with a funny one. So Robbie at Blood Origins sent <laughs> a question. Oh, I love in. Robbie. By the way, <laughs> he's a good dude. <laughs> Robbie. I told him I'd ask this question. Robbie is a good dude. We had a good laugh. He says, why is Chris so good looking? Oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. And the funny part is, I know why he's asking that question, too. So there's a little story. There's a little story behind this. So <laughs> Go ahead. Do tell, Chris. Do tell. I, I, met, I met Robbie at a function uh, here probably a year ago. And... You see everyone on the internet, right? And in the in the internet is a highlight reel of everything. So when you meet someone in person, you know typically you're disappointed. To be fair, like, <laughs> so we're there. We're we're trying yeah, to. That's it's true. It's very don't true. Get your hopes up, guys. <laughs> yeah. When you meet us, you're like, damn it. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, I'm six four, and you meet me, and I'm five three, and you're like, what? what the fuck? Come on, man. Yeah. So uh, we're at this we're at this function with Robbie. I have big shocker. I have a couple. A couple beers, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you guys want a whiskey?" I'm like, "I'm not gonna turn a whiskey down." And I don't you're think speaking he my asked language. You if you want a whiskey. I thought you were like, "Hey, don't hey. don't ruin the story. <laughs> don't ruin the story." <laughs> I think you found some. <laughs> me, okay, he might have hit some behind Chris some machinery. Is a bloodhound. He could stick out, sniff out a whiskey. Anywhere. I love me some bourbon, man. Yep. Um, All right, keep going, dude. Keep going. And uh, so you know you. You're nervous at some of these things, right? So I have a I have a couple cocktails and we're standing there and I'm looking at this guy and I'm and again, like I've seen him on the internet before and I just I he's a great guy. Like what he does is fantastic. 
I'm a, I was a huge fan, and I'm not like I'm not a fanboy of really anybody, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably minus Jim Shock. I'm a Jim Shock fanboy. I like that guy, but <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan, and I'm a, po- a couple post cocktails, and I'm standing there, I'm looking, at him, I'm like, man, you are a really good looking guy. You know, <laughs> you're, like, you're so you're such a handsome guy. Usually, when you do such great stuff. You know, and you're like such a giver. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a heterosexual male, you know, and I'm comfortable with that. But I'm just like, man, you're a really handsome guy. You know, like in person, you're just like a pretty stunning human being. You're he because he's. I know he's stunning on the inside, but and on the outside, like, whew. and it was super awkward for like, everyone dude, except I me. I was laughing so hard, and I'm just like shaking my head, going. Like what the hell, Chris? Like, Sometimes you get you gotta like, tell sorry. people. Like, sorry, Robbie. Robbie's like, it's okay. Like that's awesome. Like yeah. With this super <laughs> handsome accent too. By the way, he's got like this. Maybe it's because I'm a sucker for accents too. But I was just like, man, this guy's got it going on. I'm, so anyways, but, I'm glad my wife's not here. <laughs> so, anyways, that's why that's why he said that question uh, is thanks, because Robbie. he was kind of in a backwards way giving you a hard time. Uh, uh, well, thanks, Robbie. Yeah, yep. appreciate that. Can't one. wait to have you on the podcast, buddy. Yep. Oh we'll yeah. Have him on as yeah. soon as he makes it over this way good good dude we're <clears throat> gonna have a bunch of great people on here pretty soon just wait guys so this this one is from josh capel and he says if you have a mes- message for sportsmen in washington what would that be open your mouth and your wallet open your mouth and your wallet and right what now. what for chris what for so uh as I'm sure you are aware, uh, if you've listened to our podcast, that we, um, you might think like, man, Chris, you're really hard on Washington State Fish and Game Commission. Um, Why I'm not hard. That? That's an understatement. I'm not guys. hard. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not hard on all of them. To be fair, right? No. There's some good ones on there that yeah, do a great but job. But it's like seven two right now, right? right? We have nine commissioners. Seven of them are are ruining the state. Mm-hmm. And that's a very fair assessment well, of the situation. We don't know for sure about a couple of the brand new ones, but well, we'll s- we have our most likely, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris is like they're pointed by the government. yeah. So here and may, maybe they sh- maybe the commissioners should open their mouths and and make their intentions clear because I feel like it's seven to two right now in my very humble opinion, right? So the problem is, is we have millions of sportsmen mm-hmm. that are about to lose more of their hunting rights. So, as you know, the fishing game stole our spring bear season mm-hmm. for no reason. They didn't take it. They stole it, yep. right? And so they got a little bit of a foothold. And so now they're basically trying to wipe out hunting in Washington. And they're going to start with predators, right? They're going to start with bears and cougars, and they're going to take that away. And and if and when they do, this is a big I told you so, get off the couch. If you don't have time, if you work three jobs like I do, that's fine. I understand. You know what I'm doing? I'm opening my wallet mm-hmm. because I don't have time to go out and I don't have time to go to all the meetings. And I don't like James. We were listening to a, a deal today on the phone. It's a zoom nonsense above my pay grade, <laughs> technological something or other. But James is much better at that than me. So he was taking care of some of that. Uh, I'm listening, trying to gather what I can so I can contribute something. But at the same time, if you are, are good at, 
those types of things and you want to get on the zooms or you want to go down to the commission meetings or, or you want to stand in the line or you want to pick it or you want to do whatever. Like we need everyone from the, we need, we need, we need the ditch diggers and we need the doctors and we need everybody in between. So mm-hmm. whatever you can do, you better do something because if you don't, it's going to be gone. Yeah. And I don't know how much more we can hit on that and how much harder we can hit on that, but it's the truth. If you're listening and you're not involved and you just go, oh, I'll get involved next time or I'll do this or I'll do that, it's it's going to be too late eventually. It's so. going to be too late because a good example is Biden administration just ex-nade the whole hunting and archery mm-hmm. application and funding for... Well, they're, they're not a fan of hunters either. No. And so if the federal no, government blatantly is blatantly obvious, yeah, it'd be one thing the if federal government, if Washington on was board. on a runaway train, it'd be one thing if we were, we were like rogue, but we also have the federal government right now backing, backing what we're them. doing. Yeah. So that makes it even worse. And yeah. then on top of that, like we're in for a hell of a battle folks. I hope you're ready for it. And yeah. I hope that hunters can unite and. We yeah. can get organized faster than we are and we can pull money together and we need teams of lawyers and we need all this and that. And yeah. we just yeah. need to start really pushing you, hard back. If you're a lawyer or attorney or know anyone that swings a big stick, like reach out. Yeah. yeah. And some reach of them out. already have. Yeah. yeah. And we, we have, like we've had, we have some stuff coming up. We don't have anything solid that we're going to tell you right now, but we have some stuff that where we're going to ask for your help because we're going to put together some things that are going to make a difference with this fight. And it's going to be, um, it's going to take dollars and it's going to take attorneys and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we're not, we're not taking it sitting down. I'll tell you that. So, Nope. We're going to put put our money where our mouth is and put our mouth where our money is. Yeah. So, all right. That was a good answer. Good job, Chris. Let's see what else here. Uh, this guy, Stan underscore 619. I'm not sure who that is, but... What's up, uh, Stan? What's up, Stan? <laughs> Do you guys hunt in Washington? Question mark. And, and what other species do you all hunt there? So... <laughs> Here's your sign. Here's your sign. <laughs> uh, I would say... Uh, we, do, we do a lot of our hunting in Washington. We do a lot of hunting in Washington. Probably the majority of it. We've definitely ventured out a lot more. At least you guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of us that don't have a lot of time, you know, Washington's pretty much all we got. So yeah. we and take we've, we've all hunted here. Fair advantage, you know. Since we were kids, basically. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But we hunt, uh, we hunt elk here, um, not very successfully, unfortunately, because tough. most of our elk died of hoof rot from various things, probably from timber companies poisoning the lands. But in Western, <laughs> if you want to yeah. dive into a whole another yeah, yeah. can of worms with that, yeah. So so that's a, that's a rabbit that's, hole. We do still have some decent elk hunting in some pockets. And I, and by decent, I mean you better be a damn good hunter to get one. Yeah, right. But um, and the units are very special. You know, you only get a very few units where it's any bull or it's yep. any elk or it's you so get a you got to get spike creative. bull or a yep. spike only or it's I would say very few and far in between. Without getting too negative, because I can do that sometimes. <laughs> I would say. Uh, it, if you look at the back of Doug's truck, if it flies, it dies, and if it's brown, it's down. So <laughs> that's what I do in Washington State. If, Amen, brother. If I have the time 
whatever season it is, I don't care. Yeah. Deer, elk, bear, cougar. Uh, I'm a Washington State trapper. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do it all, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. We do a little, we dabble in waterfowl from time to time. I mean, we used to do a lot more when we were a younger. A lot more when, when younger. I was younger. I mean, yeah. the flyaway is definitely a lot different than it used yeah. to be. I mean, the, the numbers are like completely night and day. Right. It's and not the same as it no, used to be. No, not at Snow all. goose hunting. There's still some decent snow goose hunting Ooh. if you have private. Yeah. To hunt, which. And yeah. the snow geese are tough. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yep. You have to hunt them in numbers. You have to have a, a bajillion decoys. <laughs> you have about <laughs> two thousand decoys yep. to even um, even try. But what get it. But whatever you want to hunt. Yeah. You, there's. Yeah. So we have pretty much everything. We hunt all three species of deer in Washington. We all do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've hunted. Me and Doug grew up hunting whitetails. We yep. still hunt whitetails. Grew uh, up hunting muleys too. Mule deer I mean, too. Yeah. We we're right there. Fair amount of mule deer hunting. Um, and white, there's tons white tails, of black tails over black tail. here. Yeah, mm-hmm. blacktail has and been that's my kind of where we live is a mm-hmm. lot of blacktail around here. So we take advantage of that throughout the year because you know it's local for us. Right. Turkey hunting. There's kill, tons and tons of turkeys. We yeah. kill deer, and I was I was just thinking about this statistic. Is this is a uh, as you say, what do you call it? Hashtag humble brag. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, I have, since I started hunting in 2000, (laughs) no, 1999 was my first year I held a deer tag, I believe. It was either 99 or 2000. He's a baby, by the way, if you're doing the math. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Since that, since that very first tag, I have shot and tagged a deer every single year and I am now 36. So So you shot over 20 deer. Oh yeah. Well, and then that's not including other states and yeah. stuff like that too. And some years you, you I had plenty of second deer tags yeah. other years too. So yep. we're we're in the high digit. I don't even know how many deer I've killed to be honest with it. James it's a lot. Has done very well for himself in this state for what we've had. So because we're talking all baiting deer for the longest time was actually never legal. So uh, well, it was kind of a in the gray area for it's a minute. Still, well, but they kind of have, they've, they've limited what you can do. They've definitely limited it, but it's definitely now yeah. like a real thing. And I never even really got into baiting deer no. until I was later no. in my 30s and trying to bait blacktails because yeah. it's so damn hard to hunt. Yeah, exactly. And all of Western Washington is right. Is, is a it's bait anywhere. Like where you go here, like when you say we're baiting deer, like oh you'll put a pile of apples out. Well, there's. Everyone has an apple tree here. Yeah, apple everybody. Trees, alfalfa fields, yeah, like corn fields. I everything mean, here, everything is green. Everything grows. Yeah, yeah baiting is everything's not going to do. Source. It's not yeah. a guarantee. No, for no. blacktails, that's for sure. Yeah, it's um, not a guarantee. And we never for any deer. We never tried baiting deer for whitetails or for uh, mule deer. Uh, how so, many days I mean, did I put yeah, in for that buck? Behind us. <laughs> I feel like it was a bajillion. I probably we spent 40, so hard. 45 days in the field, probably trying to get a multi-season tag, trying, trying to, to kill that. Yeah. Well, that we buck. were trying to kill a, a, a bigger one. A bigger buck, yeah, but that buck, buck, you couldn't pass on that buck. Yeah, no. It was like down to the wire. It was like in December, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was December. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I hope remember that, that because the next day I shot a buck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hope that answers your question there, Stan. Yeah. We, we hunt a lot. Um, a lot of everything. Yeah. We take G- G- we, off. We take advantage of everything that we can get after. Jeff. 
No, it's Gioff. Gioff. Gioff dot O-B-S-T. It's probably no. Jeff. It's Jeff. It's pr- it's probably Jeff, but I mean, he's he yeah. starts with a G. Jeff's a good dude, by the way. G. Okay. Yeah. So you know him? Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's he, G- he if frequents it, my gun it, shop. Is it, is it okay. G-E-O-F-F? Yeah. Yeah, that's Jeff. Okay. So Jeff, uh, he's, he asked, what is the oldest bear you've hunted after sending a tooth in to get it aged? Ooh. Um, Would that be Slewfoot? You didn't actually kill. No, that I one. didn't kill Slewfoot, and no, that actually, I think Slewfoot was old though. I'll have to ask Hard Talk how old he was. I know he, he was, was like, like way up there. He was in the. I think he was like. In his, from what I you guys say remember, he was like, was like in 25. the late teens or twenties tw- or maybe mid twenties. I'm almost talk. sure he's like 25. All so I know is the only the only reason Hard Talk killed him was because he was deaf and blind. <laughs> the bear was. <laughs> it's the old old bear. And one of these days. And this is going to be one hell of a podcast when we get Hard Talk on here and uh-huh. he tells the story of Old Slewfoot. We can tell it together because it was yeah. quite a journey. Yeah, because you guys spent a whole lot of time oh hunting Oh my gosh, that, bear. that was such a good hunt. But we'll, we'll save that for the Hard Talk pro- podcast when we have him on. <laughs> yeah, but that one. was an old bear. My oldest bear was an ancient, ancient bear that was 22 years old. Holy crap. Yeah. I think my second oldest bear after that would probably be like 15 I killed one la- that one last year. I I got the age back. Uh, that one was twelve. The one that we killed in that draw. Oh. Yeah. The other one was six or five. Hmm. I can't remember. The the one that we got yeah. that freehand shot. Man, that's oh, a you know, long that's a good time. question. I don't know how old. But think my about twenty twenty two years old. That's, a that's long an old time. bear. Yeah. That bear had like no teeth, and it was kind of a. I'll just give like a little piece of that story because that story is really funny, and I'm not gonna tell the whole thing. <laughs> Is when I shot it, the bear, you know, like sometimes bears shit when you shoot them or something like, so this bear shit, like right before I shot it (laughs) and (laughs) I looked, I always like look at the shit cause I want to know what they're eating. You know, like Mm -hmm. what, what is this bear eating? And I kid you, kid you not in his shit was a foil wrapper from like, it was, I think it was Burger King or something. And it was like in his shit, a perfectly really? formed wrapper. So someone up in the woods was like probably just eating a, a hamburger or cheeseburger or something. Like or something. Oh. The, oh no, it was a Wendy's. It was a Wendy's burger. <laughs> and threw partial of yeah. the burger so in they, the wrapper they threw, out in the woods. They threw it out in the woods and <laughs> the, the bear berry. ate it. And I just happened to shoot it and it shit that uh. foil wrapper out. And that bear was so old. Uh. It was a big bear too. But I'll tell that story a different time. Let's yeah. That's funny. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing it's probably that one, but I don't know how old that bear is. It's isn't that skull right there? Uh, no, those are the new ones. Oh, those are the new ones. I got a bunch of other ones. Did on you oh, yeah. have, Did you get the new skull back yet? No, I you haven't. I asked the taxman. So I was like, "Hey, what's that bear look like?" So the film that we were just watching. Yeah. Uh, Chris I, shot the bear in the face. In the head. You guys always in say the, the head. face. I consider the face to be. <laughs> Like down here, <laughs> uh, or like right here, I think it's more appropriate to say head, like headshot. But uh, whatever. Okay, you wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Chris shot it in the face. It was it was turned slightly sideways, and it was like if you're watching on the on the YouTube's and like imagine like this was a donut on top of a barrel because I'm on the quinault and they bait there, right? Yeah, and. 
and it like turns its head to like ah and like if you're watching you would shoot like in the brain right i'm yeah. not shooting i'm not trying to blow its face off right and i'm shooting with literally a a, a swat sniper rifle prototype that i had built because i built a bunch of them for the swat right. team and i said i'm like i'm gonna and i'm and i googled you could ask Doug. I yeah, googled like he was all about the anatomy, trying to figure out exactly where structure he's got to put the bullet, and brain, yep. and like how where because they don't have a very big brain, right? So you yeah. got to shoot them in the right spot because we're not trying to blow bears' faces off, right? But this gun shoots, you know, a quarter minute. So I'm like, I'm gonna friggin' I'm brain panning, yeah, hammering, yeah. And I did, and it was uh, lights out, yeah. lights out. That's a no tracking job. No, no, no. All right, hundred percent. Yeah. You don't want to track a bear, you shoot it in the face. Yep, but I don't suggest doing it unless you're a really good shot yeah. and you have a very you're very confident with your gun and it's close range. If you're gonna to try to shoot a bear at two hundred yards with a six five creed more, you're an idiot. <laughs> um Traveling Timber says how to target mid October bears on low berry on a low berry crop. That is actually a really damn good question because that's about the time of year when bears start to really kind of disappear. Because that's deer season here. Yeah. Uh And there's a lot of gunfire, number one, the opening day. And I feel like... It's very random. It's it's very hard to target bears that time of year. I feel like the deepest, darkest canyons in the shit... You know, because we've burned through most of the berries, and I feel like any of the leftover berries are going to be down in those like creek like bottoms, nasty, and it's just nasty or nasty, places, yeah. yeah. And they're going to be buried down in there, mm-hmm. and it's and it's terrible to hike down in there, and it's loud to hike down in there, and it's really hard to shoot a bear. So either it's going to be early morning or late late afternoon. You know, when you're going to see a bear moving around in there, maybe it's just, just like, you know how it's like super thick on each they side of the creek? They don't move around a lot. They and don't move around. They, no. You no. might see them jump just up off the side of there, you know, maybe, but they're not, they're probably not, maybe they're eating on the fringes of that mm-hmm. or something like that. But in my experience, that's where I've seen them, you know, when guys do shoot bears during rifle season, deer mm-hmm. rifle season here, because it is mid-October. Like predator calling though. That's an, yeah. That is probably one of your best bets in that time of year. The Uh, last bear I shot was during deer season and it was very, very random. It was laying on the side of a hill. Really? And I just so happened to see it just out of the blue. Mm hmm. And there it was. Like Doug says, the bears are where you find them. The you know? bears, the bears are where, you, are where you, find you find them. I feel like definitely in the fall time, they're not going to be moving around a lot. They're not like they're in September, beginning nope. of September yeah. and because August. They've they filled their bellies. They're starting to they're starting to wind down a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to turn on to meat. Yeah, a they'll little turn bit more. on to a little bit more carnivorous for sure. They'll be looking for gut piles. Got piles, dead animals. Dead animals. They'll be peeling stumps apart again, just like kind of like they do in the spring, and looking for grubs and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there they will switch on to depending on where you're at. There are some berries that stay around longer. The those little ghost berries or snow berries or yeah, whatever you want to call them. Thing that's left out there. Those will hang around all the way through October, and they'll they'll jump onto those too and eat those. They're not as preferred as the other berries obviously but they're gonna eat whatever they can get there your best bet honestly i think is just if you know where a bear is hanging just 
trying to pick it apart and, and find them and, and calling predator calling. Yeah. Cause they are more carnivorous. Like if you, if you start hammering a fawn yeah. in distress or something like that, or jackrabbit, yeah. there's a good You're chance have a good chance for that sure. a bear is going to come out and pop out and look for a free meal. Yeah. So I would say do some, do some research on calling, get better at it because they know that they're about to go into hibernation and they're really trying to pack on those calories there at the last minute. So if you really try and pound that predator calling they're mm-hmm. most likely you're going to have a pretty good chance. So this is just a little fun fact. The latest bear I've ever killed was like the very end of September. So it's mm. pretty wild. Mm-hmm. I th- uh, no, maybe I did kill one in October once. I killed that bear right there, uh, like probably October nineteenth. Really? Yeah, twentieth maybe. Berries or what was it doing? That's almost the same day that I think that I shot mine. We were we were deer hunting. It was hot and deer hunting was shit. And I told the guys, I said, hey, let's go up to the spot over here. And nobody wanted to go with me because it was like a two-hour drive when you got to leave mm-hmm. in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, well, I'm going to go shoot a bear tomorrow. I'll be back. And so I took my buddy's dad, old Joe, old Smoky Joe, <laughs> and we go up and it was just freaking thick with guys hunting deer. I mean, everywhere. And the spot I wanted to go where I knew I was going to kill a bear, there was too many guys there. And I'm like, well, shit, Joe, I'm sorry. But then like... The road goes right along the edge. I mean, I mean, I'm talking steep, 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 and it's like a solid 200 yards down. I mean, it is it is a deep canyon, maybe 250. Right, mm-hmm. it's a long ways down. Gosh, such a nice color. Oh, it was a beautiful bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we're I'm, I'm trying to look, and we're driving around, and so I'm driving back around. And so the steep side of the hill is is the upside is is on my side, and Joe's like, I won't let him smoke in my truck, and he smokes like a chimney, and he's like, ah, you know, it's been like three minutes. Yeah, you better pull over and you smoke. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so I, like Uncle I stop, and he lights a cigarette, and he's like, classic Joe. He's like, well, your bear's right there, and I'm like, yeah, okay, Joe, right. I'm sitting in the truck and I'm kind of irritated, you know, because I'm yeah. tired because I got up at oh dark thirties and I don't like smoke, you know. Yeah. I'm not a cigarette guy, you know. It's like yeah, because the smoke's just like billowing through the truck, you know. <laughs> and he's like, well, whatever. There's there's a bear right there, you know. If you want to shoot it, and like that nonchalant, and I'm like, really, Joe? Because he's always messing with me, mm-hmm. always, right? And I'm like, he's like, no, seriously, there's a bear right there, and I'm like. So I grab my gun. I'm like, yeah, right. So I get out of the truck and I look and sure, shit, that big old bear is down in the very bottom in the brush and he's weaving his way through. But you can kind of see because there was like a little goat trail to the right. bottom of it, you know, along the creek. And so I get down there and, you know, shoot this bear in the bottom. This whole Joe can't, you know, he can't walk up a set of stairs, let alone, you know, crawl down. <laughs> and so it sucked, dude. It sucked a pack because it was all the way down on the bottom and it was hot and steep. And, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a big bear too. Yeah. It was a big bear. Yeah. Yeah. Those hams sucked back out. And you learned oh, your man. lesson. Shoot a bear uphill. Yeah. Shoot him uphill, dude. <laughs> he didn't learn a lesson. Yeah. Nope. He does the same stuff. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. shoot the bears where they are. Yeah. That's the same. <clears throat> you know, we've done a lot of dumb pack outs yeah. because we uh, shoot 100%. them where they are. Yeah. But that's part of the yeah, fun. Yeah, down <laughs> thousand yard 
That, yeah. That bear rug that I got <laughs> on the wall in the gun shop. Oh, oh, yeah. I had to get roped out. Really? Swear to God. Damn. Yeah. I contemplated shooting this bear for like 15 minutes. I was like, ah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't get down there. Oh, I think I get down there. And I shoot this bear, and I was like, I got down there, but I couldn't get out. And they had really? to get ropes and get me out, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It was Jeez. so dumb. Wow. That's fun. That's yeah. a good story, dude. Yeah, that's, you know. That's the way it yeah, should be. Those are the memories that yeah. you that you keep well, forever. Would you, what should we do? One more question or one, you guys want to call it? Uh, one more. Let's do one more. Okay. Hey. So this one says oh, there's two there's two other questions here. I'm just gonna get to one. Can you walk walk us through your procedure on a sit calling mountain lions? Well, I can, I can walk you through what I would do or what I have done. Um, I have not successfully called in a mountain lion and killed it. I've called him in and had him close and circling around and never actually got a shot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you want to, do you have any tips on that or should I lead with this one? I, well, a couple things like, I think that when you credit call any, large predator well just black bears and cougars i guess in washington it takes a lot of time like people don't understand how much time it takes like it's right like, it's not immediate no it's like no, it's like you a, gotta sit for a little while yeah it's like a 45 minute thing yeah. i would say so i think that um i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give a shout out to old doug bose's book here because he just did a, a cat calling book calling cats and or uh, calling cougars and caging, caging cats cat. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job doug i'm not a i'm not a book writer you know I wish yeah. I could take all of the years of hunting that I have and all of the information I've learned and put it in a book, but that's just not my, that's not my forte. Right. So good on Doug. So, um, I would say, you know, he, he details out some of that stuff, but I, I, I know that it's not, it's not a quick thing. It's not roll through a Canyon and call and just keep moving. Yeah. It's a, you sit and you wait and you gotta be, mm-hmm. the thing is like, Cougars are so freaking quiet. Yep, there's there's it's not a guarantee it's going to happen either. Right. You know, no, I you think could, you can do all that predator calling you want and and honestly, yeah, they could have come in and winded you and seen you and you'll never know it. Like, yep. Yep. They're super super crafty. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to make a bunch of noise coming in most probably ever, ever unless yeah. they're in really and, really And let's stuff. be realistic. If you're predator calling, you're not just calling for cats you're not just calling for bears you're not just calling for coyotes you're calling for all of them oh predators i'm pulling i mean just all of them in general you have no idea what's going to show up yeah like unless it was like late late season and everything's closed except for mountain lion which you know i mean goes all the way into regardless regardless even then if a coyote comes in you're gonna shoot september 1st well that's what i'm saying is i'm gonna be shooting everything the season might not be open for that said predator but when you're predator calling, yeah, majority We're, of the time you could have anything come in. So when I've had success and actually called in a cat, it was like I think 30 minutes in before it came into where where I could have saw it. But I mean, it was so thick where I was that I couldn't even see it come in. And I didn't find out until afterwards, and I did a little circle around. I was like, oh shit, a cat came in because there was snow. Yeah. And, and when I usually set up for, for bobcats or coyotes or anything, really, I started using the, the little tail thing, um, 
just the Fox draw, Pro makes man. one. There's there's a couple other companies that make them, but they they basically just have a little spring thing with a little tail, or you can get a feather or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just whips that thing around in like sporadic motion and then stops. And that for cats, I think makes a big deal because it pulls their attention away from what's just the sound it's making and actually gives it a visual and it gives you a little bit of an upper hand to kind of, it might draw them in just a little bit more to where you can actually finally see. I'll try to set up downwind from wherever I think they're going to come from. And I'll try to get in some thick cover and get myself secluded to where I can, I feel like they can't see me because cats have really good eyesight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually I think when I've done it, I've done fawn and distress call. Um, but I, I've heard that rabbit works too. So it depends on where you're at, what kind of critters you're around. You uh, we're not like super experts on that. We've called in a lot of coyotes. No. We plan on, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to make a better effort. I think we're going to try our asses off. Yeah. This year. As a company to go out and like really wax some predators um this fall you know it's definitely needed we yep. we put a hurting on some bears already this year <laughs> in the spring so the fall we plan on finishing strong so hopefully with some cats and some more bears obviously and i mean we still have between the three of us six bear tags to fill so hammer time we're gonna be Washington. doing some damage yeah. yeah um there you go yeah so get yeah. ready yeah who knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we're going to definitely try to put a hurting on some mountain lions for sure. Yeah. No, I can't wait for September 1. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be good. So we'll definitely let you know what works when when it happens. Yeah, you'll see it on the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to hit it hard. I want to I wanna do multiple call sets. There's probably a half a dozen areas that I know a ton of cats are in that I want to call it. There's also wolves in some of those areas too. So that's going to be a little interesting if a pack of wolves comes in, but it's just might, like, might bring that me. just brings up a whole nother subject. Yeah. That we can't really, there's too many, there's too many wolves in this area that we are hunting in now. Um, they're pushing everything around. Everything has been so messed up. The deer populations have plummeted. The moose populations have plummeted elk, I don't know. Elk seem to be kind of coming into that area, and I think they're just getting pushed into that they're area. They're getting pushed in. It's yeah. not It's not the elk population is increasing. They're getting pushed into those areas Yeah. for 100%, because I've never, ever seen elk in some of these areas that they're showing up in, and it's just like, what's the answer for that? They're just getting pushed around from yeah. predators and stuff. So. Huh? Yeah, go get yourself a cougar tag, people. Have a cougar tag in your pocket, uh, no matter what you're hunting this year, deer, elk, bears. A cougar tag and a bear tag. Yep. Very important. Have those in your pocket so that if you're not a big-time predator hunter, that you can capitalize on it when it happens. Yeah. That's my advice for the day. 100%. Um, What else did we want to touch base on before we... uh I think that's pretty much yeah. pretty much covers it. We we got was there more giveaway that we wanted to talk about? Can't remember. Did we have anybody from the last one? This is the worst part. Like <laughs> I don't remember, guys. It's been <laughs> it's, like a month. It's been a know, while, it's guys. Ten thirty at night. If, We've been up since oh dark thirty working. I yep. don't know. 
uh, if we if we did do a, a giveaway on the last podcast, we'll, we'll we apologize. You. We'll go back and watch. And we'll, we'll get you on we'll, the flip side. I, we'll don't, get you on think, the next I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't think but, we did either. Yeah, because yeah. it's been such a long time. So go go leave a comment on this one, and you guys can be entered for this lovely yeah prize pack. Get out, shoot a shoot a bear, tag us on the uh, tag us on the instas. Oh yeah, we're doing we'd a, we're doing stuff. a giveaway right now. Yeah. Doing um, a giveaway. Also, James, would you like to dedicate this to anybody? Oh, well, my dad, who passed on 4th of July since the last time. Uh, no, I think it was. Did we do another It was just before. before. The last podcast we did yeah. was just before the 4th. That's it's right. It's been a month, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. So there's been a lot that's happened. But, yeah, my dad was my biggest advocate to get me into the outdoors. So dedicate this one to you, Pops. Yeah. Special meaning. Yep. And I think we're going to be this to him. dedicating that the f- the film that we're working on to hundred well. percent. Yeah. yeah. So we'd like to dedicate all of our all of the hunting experiences this year to mm-hmm. him. Yep. Doug's had a lot of good stories with yeah, yeah. my dad as well, and Chris Get, got to meet him and hang out with him a little bit at yeah. the end there, and that was life's short. Yep. Time, uh, it's, it's it's not. Uh, it's not promised, you know. No, get, get out there and spend that time. Yeah. Spend the money, do the hunt. Yeah. It's worth it. Drink the beer, kiss the girl. Yeah. Buy the truck. <laughs> Shoot the bear. Shoot the bear, that's right. In the face. Yeah. <laughs> In the face. <laughs> uh, well, for that, guys, we'd like to stay humble and hunt hard, guys. 